welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Rob London. Hello! So, it's it's been a bit, but, um, guess, guess what? I'm on volume four now. So... Yeah, that's I'm I'm heading towards the middle part mm. anyway. Cause I still have the Book of the Dead, Volume One and Two. I want to say. I'm I'm not sure exactly. I've got the whole thing in essentials, so I I'm not sure where all the volumes uh, start and stop. Well, they, this is the deluxe version that was uh, with slightly updated uh, information from '89. Right, they've got those, uh, I mean, they, they appended those into, I think, maybe the last volume of The Essentials. So they well, are in there. I know the, the I know the last one with all the living characters, the one with Wolverine, has at least a bit of the Book of the Dead with it. Mm. So I think there's two volumes that includes the Book of the Dead. Okay. But one of them is kind of like a half, it's like half of it. But whatever, who cares? No one cares except for me, because I'm buying the books, and I need to make sure I have all of them. Uh, so today, we're going to be talking about a character who I wish we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Carnilla! Ooh, the uh, queen of the Norns. Yes, the the queen that basically rents a little bit of space from... From Odin and Asgard. Yes. She has uh, an amazing hat. Not only does she have an amazing hat, she has multiple amazing hats and outfits. Always. Some would say that she should be the queen of fashion. That was lame. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Well, Carnilla. Um, Well, you know about Carnilla. Uh, Can you give me a brief rundown of what you know about her? I know she is uh she is typically a Thor villainess. Uh but I believe she is frequently uh romantically involved with Baldur the Brave. Oh, like more than romantically involved, like they like during um the towards the end of uh the Walt Simonson run of Thor with the Thor Ragnarok and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean the Ragnarok. Um like Bal- there was like unambiguous like sexual tension between both of them. Yeah, I, I think that that had. I know there's a Balder the Brave miniseries uh, that was t- uh, coming out, or I think around the same time that Simonson's Thor run was coming out. I think it was written by Simonson and drawn by Sal Buscema, and I think that involved uh, Carnilla a lot. Yeah, because I think it was the, his their them being married before Ragnarok happened. I think so, anyway. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm too tired for remembering continuity. <sighs> I'm, 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 let me take that back. I'm too tired to remember minutia of continuity. I'm never too tired for that. I, uh, I'm not the hugest, like, Thor fan. No, I'm not a big Thor guy. I, I know, I'm, you know, the basics. I, I, I like Thor. As part of a team? Yeah. But, like, 
I don't know why, because I love Norse mythology. It's just I'd never really gotten into at least older Thor. Like I kind of like some of Odinson, Thor, Thor the Unworld, Unworthy. Mm-hmm. I like some of that. One of my favorite combo characters is Throg. God, I mean, Frog of Thunder. That's right. Um, like got a got a brief mention in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, got a brief mention. But uh, Carnella, let's talk about her because she deserves she deserves uh, lots of attention because I don't know. But speaking of outfits, um, I feel like the one they chose for this one is like both like um it fits her personality yes by by a lot so she's kind of like in a like a cape it's like a how would you do that because it's it's armored it's like it looks like the maybe like a more of more of a cloak sort of yeah it's like a cloak but like it's connected to like a deep v-neck leotard type thing with like chainmail sleeves and uh bracers and she has like it just a great hat i mean it's it's kind of a hat and then it's it's sort of like a headdress sort of because her hair is sort of part of it yeah and she has like like neck like i don't know it's hard it's hard to describe without showing. No, I mean, and she's also it, got like He-Man furry underpants and like a diaphanous loincloth and high-heeled metal boots. And like it doesn't seem ridiculous on her. No, I mean that's that's the beauty of Marvel Asgardian design. You can throw all sorts of weird stuff in there and it's probably going to look okay if you've got, you know, a Walt Simonson or a Jack Kirby drawing it. And it does look good. Like, it's it's a, just a good, it's a well-designed suit. I mean, outfit force. Although, you know what? It'd be great. Like, just putting any other character, like any male character. Let's say, let's say, uh, like, Thor. Put Thor in the same outfit. Well, I will say that Chris Hemsworth definitely has the gams to pull off the furry underpants and no pants look. If If I could, if I could say one thing... Is whoever like like most most artists know how to draw like some real good dude gams? Mm-hmm. Because like the legs and stuff are drawn like on point almost always. Yes. So, so that's something. But she is the Norn queen. Um, you might say her Kern- style is Nornicore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey <laughs> I couldn't help myself, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, her real name is guess what? Oh, it's uh, it's Carnilla. Yeah. When it turns out she she's a woman goddess sorceress of her own means. I guess. Uh Listen, she is a strong independent woman and she don't need no king of the Norns. No. But she does need, but she does need that boulder, if you know what I mean. Yes. Wink. Ching. <laughs> Make a weak sound, wink sound effect. Wink. Yes. So, I mean, because they they like kissing and doing other stuff. That's what I mean. But, but it's whatever. Uh, 
So she first showed up in Journey into Mystery 107 in August 1964. When Grey Gargoyle strikes. Oh my god. I love Grey Gargoyle. Uh, Grey Gargoyle, the Frenchest Iron Man villain there is. Who Did he start? I can't remember if he started out as a Thor villain or not. He started out as a Thor villain. Okay. But I love Grey Gargoyle. I love him so much. The only thing I need in a villain is what Grey Gargoyle is. He's French. There's a French bumbling idiot that fails upwards. And yet who has the terrifying power of turning flesh to stone. And only in one hand, too. Like, it's one hand. It's his right hand. And he can also turn himself into stone. Yeah. But, like, like, stone that moves around and stuff. But well, like I did a whole episode on Great Gargoyle where I fell in love with him the more I talked about him. <laughs> uh, but uh, but also fun fun fact: Chick Stone was the anchor for this. Oh, and uh, I'm also looking a little further in this profile, and uh, Carnilla is responsible for uh, the creation of one of Marvel's most uh, persistent villains. Uh, X-Men continuity? Uh, no, no. Um, he's the... It just started out as him, then he got his own kind of boy band of villains. And they fight everybody. The Wrecking Crew? The Wrecking Crew. She was the, uh... (gasps) Yes! Oh, I just realized! Yeah, she empowered the Wrecker and his magic crowbar. And then, and then he got struck by lightning while a bunch of other buff dudes were holding on to him. That's right. While he was holding it, and then he made the Wrecking Crew. That's right. Complete with Thunderball... Pile driver and bulldozer. Ooh. Well, let's let's do let's let's talk about a few more things because we need to get to her backstory. Yes. Well, okay. there's not a lot of backstory here because the birth and early life of Carnilla are shrouded in mystery. Ooh, which means no one read a ba- written a backstory about her, and yep. they didn't care to make one up. <laughs> but she doesn't need one because she is great. She's probably one of the only other Asgardians who has a better hat than Hela. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't think she should have been in Thor Ragnarok, because that would only overshadow uh, Hela's own amazing hat. You know what I really wanted? Like, and it would have been such a small thing. I really wanted them to make... Because in the comics, like, Hela is Loki's daughter. Yes, it follows the mythology, but they don't have that in the book. I mean, in the movie. No, I, well, I guess I mean they are related, but not in that way. I mean, it would be it would be hard to set it up in the movie for her for her to be uh, younger than both Thor and Loki. But like at the same time, they're gods that live for millennia. Well, this is true. You're, t- you're talking about Thor Ragnarok. It's it's like it's like you don't need that much explanation. I mean, but I mean, I would make, it would be strange if they didn't know who she was. Well, it would have been, see, you could have just made a few tweaks. I think it could have just been a few tweaks. Okay. So first, whenever Loki sees her, he could have been like crap or something. And she could have called him dad like once or twice or father. And, just that it that's it just a couple tweaks but whatever i don't know 
I mean, I, I think what they did, did was fine. And I, who knows? Maybe they will, in Thor 4, Loki will do some time traveling and uh, somehow... Have sex with a, a giant to make three, to make the world snake uh, Hela and uh, Fenris? I mean, that does sound like the kind of thing he'd do. So all I'd really known is that she's living, that she's long lived in Nornheim, the Asgardian province where the three Norns, the goddess of destinies, the goddesses of destiny live. Um, she's one of the most ac- accomplished practitioners of the arts of sorcery in the Asgardian dimension. So take that, enchantress. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I note here that, you know, she's got her own sort of, you know, sort of realm that she rules. She's uh she's a master of sorcery and uh, she, fashion. And she considers herself a harsh but just ruler. She's basically the Dr. Doom of Asgard, which is makes her great. Because oh, sure. Dr. Doom is like one of the best beings to exist in the Marvel Universe. Absolutely. She's Dr. Doom without the, uh, you know, weird inferiority complex. Oh, dude, get her a science book, and she could be Doctor Doom. So she lives opulently in the ancient fastness of Nornheim. Is that vastness or fastness? What is fastness? I think it's got to be vastness. There, I mean, given that this, I mean, this book was originally being put out, I believe, monthly by. And from what I understand about the making of it, like Mark Grunewald and Elliot R. Brown and the handbook staff were basically like living in the Marvel offices, putting this thing out. So it, there's some typos that'll creep in from here and from uh, every now and then. Well, one of the things that I need to, I, I need to like talk about this more is the Elliot R. Brown, who is the technical editor, illustrator, I mean. Yes. And uh, Joseph Rubenstein and 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 Andy Yaki. I think it's Yankus, but I'm not exactly sure. Like they consistent, they like there's a consistent art style for each of the characters, except for a few. And you can tell they're almost. You can tell. Let me let me just say say. like uh, Electra. Um, it went from oh oh. That's clearly just Frank Miller, <laughs> but um, but it's consistent. It looks good. The coloring, the colorist does amazing on it. Like I applaud them. I should say it more, but I, that's one thing I appreciate. But because like Carnilla is drawn in the same like art style. Or the same style as all the other characters, but she still stands out. Yeah, I mean, there, there's sort of still the the vestiges of the the Marvel house style in the mid eighties. Yeah. I mean, you had guys like you know Miller and Simonson who were kind of knocking on the uh, on the door of it, but oh. it wouldn't fully die until the nineties. Yeah, and then the other house style popped up, and nope. Well, yes, <laughs> no, uh. So, she she's a queen, and eventually she marries Balder. Like, the backstory is basically just saying how awesome she is. Yes. And then Balder pops up. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. Um, 
So she's six six, and then she also puts on those like four inch heels. So you know, yeah. Do not uh, ask her to uh, go into any low doorways, especially with yeah. that uh, that that headdress. Yeah. Uh, she weighs four hundred and seventy five pounds. Purple eyes and black hair. Oh, she's a she's like a gigantic Liz Taylor. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Balder the Brave is her Richard Burton. Yes. Y- yes. Wait. Do I get that? I'm trying to remember if I get. I don't know if I get that reference. Oh. Actually. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. You know. Uh, I won't know Elizabeth Taylor. It was the second name. Oh, Richard Burton. Well, he was in. He was in Cleopatra with her and. I think they oh. were married, like, she was married eight times, and I believe two of them were to Richard Burton. They, oh, they had a famously okay. tumultuous marriage. Marriage is. Her power is magic. And now, now I'm just- and being as guardian. Yeah, now I'm just kind of imagining her, like, shilling, you know, she's, you know, she's a little washed up, she's shilling, uh, like, white uru, uh, perfume on, uh, cable TV. Ooh. Well, I, Oh, wait, how many of her headdresses do you think contain Uru metal? Oh, I mean, I don't know if she, I wouldn't think any, I don't know if she's actually like bonking people with those. But no, no, she doesn't bonk them. She has it because it's like magic metal. Well, I mean, as, lo- as long as her neck is very strong, and presumably it is, it could definitely have some in there. Yeah. I mean, that that would be a cool, like, like little surprise panel thing. I I, I definitely like, want to know whoever like the Bob Mackie of Asgard is who's making all these. I mean it's it's like how Thor's hammer is made by you know I believe dwarves. There's all there's just a dwarf who is making these headdresses and it's amazing. Because there is the dwarf that made the wig for uh, Frigga. Oh right. Out of gold. Yes. It's so. Because that stuff, like, the thing about Thor comics that I think separates them from me liking them a lot from, like, North mytholo- Norse mythology mm-hmm. is I like Norse mythology, but as soon as you make all of that canon within the Marvel Universe, basically, it, it doesn't feel right to me. Well, I mean, part of the problem is that you've also got... Um... Uh, all the other mythos that are, in fact, also true. Yes, and it, it it's kind of, it feels weird. Also, I need to bring this up, like, one more time. Gaia is technically Thor's mother, which means Hercules, who is... Uh, which Hercules is his nephew... Right. Which is something that's not brought up. No, it's complicated. Because Gaia is basically the mother of almost all the gods. Yeah. And Odin hooked up with Gaia to make Thor. And, well, not intentionally. They probably hooked up because they were like, "Mm, I like you a lot. Let's hold hands and make a baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, but Zeus was also the son is the, was the son of Kronos and Gaia, basically. right? Which means <sighs> this complicates things. See, 
It complicates them. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing these guys probably don't all celebrate the same holidays, or she would be, like, triple booked. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so... See, as cool as she is, she's cooler on in dialogue and stuff like that. Mm. Like, Carnilla. Like, it's cool seeing her interact with other people, but, like, it's one of the rare characters that are, like, super awesome that doesn't come across as super awesome in their entry. Yes. Because most of the time, a boring character is going to have a boring entry, i.e. all of the Eternals. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get to the Eternals. Mm -hmm. We've gone through too many of them already. Uh They're like cockroaches. They just keep on popping up. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But, yeah. So, she she does magic. She also... um, Made the wrecker. That's right. And his magic crowbar. Yep. As we mentioned before. But she's so powerful, she can also uh, cast interdimensional spells that have permanent effects. Terrifying. So, wait, um, you know the, the hood? Uh-huh. Um, the Peter, the uh, guy Parker, with the magic gun. Parker Robbins, yes. Parker Robbins. Was did Loki enchant his gun or no, was actually, it? Uh, it's not his gun that's uh, enchanted. No, oh, it's, his... It, it's his titular hood. Oh yeah, and then he can do magic yeah, and, stuff through the gun. And it's not Loki, but it's not Loki. It uh, turns. It eventually turned out that it was uh, in fact the Dread Dormammu who was behind his powers. Oh, oh okay. Because I did not read any of the uh, latest stuff involving him. Yeah, so. I, I, that doesn't come up in his original miniseries. I think it's in the Bendis stuff that it comes up. I liked him as I liked him as a concept. I just never really looked more into him. Yeah, that that Brian K. Vaughn, um, Kyle Hotz miniseries that introduces him is very good. And, yeah, and also, I mean, on a on a purely juvenile level, it was a Max series, so you get to see like a bunch of uh, B list villains like uh, the Shocker and the Constrictor and Jack O' Lantern just cursing at each other. Oh, so wow, I, I, great. I, I get a little thrill out of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think we're done. Okay. So, why is Carnella in the same thing? Oh, I know why Carnella's in this book. It's because it's a Balder story. It's a backup story. That's oh. why. Okay. That's why. Uh, Balder, like, Balder was basically negged into marrying Carnella. <laughs> If that was anything, because oh. like, because Carnilla was just like horny for Balder for I, like years. I mean, the negging makes sense because, as the as the pickup artists say, she is definitely peacocking. <laughs> yes, but like she was like into him for years. Like they did not get married until like the eighties, and she was just like, "Yo, you, me, what's up?" Uh, to, to Boulder for like almost twenty something years. Yea, this this could be us, but thou art playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um but she knows what she wants and she gets it. So <laughs> That's why she's yeah. the queen. Yep. 
so I think we're doing plugs now. So um, what do you have to plug? Okay, well, I uh, I write for the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Um, we don't have a book uh, currently on stands now, but uh, please peruse our collection of back issues. A lot of them are on Marvel Unlimited or track down back issues at your uh, local comic shop. And I'm also on Stasis Pod, which is a uh, podcast that discusses uh, episode by episode uh, various Transformer series. We're currently on the um, late aughts series uh, Transformers Animated. So uh, check that out. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out my other podcast, I'm going to have two new ones. I'm kind of restructuring some stuff. Um, uh, I have the You Are the Hero, which is basically replacing my turn to page one. And um, I'm going to have a cryptid-based one called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. And you'll get to hear a little bit of short fiction written by me Mm. related to all of those critters. Um... So listen to those. I don't have any social media presence at the moment. So, uh, yeah, if you thank you for listening and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night. Good night.